You're listening to episode 184 of the FitzPro podcast, and today is part two of a two-part series of me going over my $80,000 loss in Facebook ads over the course of 12 months. So if you missed part one, go back, listen to episode 183. That really lays out the background of the Facebook ads and kind of our approach. Today, we are getting into a bit more of a specific as to when I change things, why I change things in the approach over the 12 months, and how I would actually approach Facebook ads if I chose to do them again. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller. Certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average Fitzbo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a Fitzpro. Assuming you are here for the business side of things, go ahead and check out my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business at anniemiller.co backslash workshop dash register. While you are over on the site, also check out my resources page. There should be a tab, but you can also go to anniemiller.co slash resources, and that is where you can find all of the other free things that I have created, whether you are a trainee, a trainer, or an entrepreneur. Funny enough, the workshop that I am leading you to that I always want you to take is what I was driving ads to for the first five months of working with this agency. So like I said in the intro, if you missed part one, you really do need to listen to it. Context is so vital for this mini series. So please pause this, go listen to part one, and then come meet us back here for part two. Let's jump right into the continuation of my many, many, many lessons gleaned from my willing but disappointing $80,000 loss with Facebook ads. As stated in part one, we started ads to the free on-demand workshop, directly to the workshop, which upsold with a 24-hour buying cycle. There was a 72-hour buying cycle available, but typically people bought from my warm audience anyway, in the 24-hour buying cycle to my Fitzroy Foundations course priced at $1,894. So almost two grand, right? The first lesson we are going to unpack today is that it became very clear to me after four months that people needed longer than 24 hours to go from being a cold audience, meaning they have never seen me, they've never heard of me, they've never had an introduction to me, to paying me $2,000, right? Which That sounds very obvious when you say that out loud. And when a mentor and colleague of mine said that to me in this process, I was like, duh, like, what am I thinking? What are they thinking? What am I thinking? Why would someone who's never heard of me before watch a free workshop and trust me enough in that 45 minutes to fork over $2,000 when they're a relatively new coach in the space. They wouldn't. It makes sense. And that made me question the agency as well. Like, shouldn't they have known or seen that? Like, they have all of my data. They have the workshop. No, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know. So there is so much context here. I am one of many I have friends who this works for, let me be clear, but they are literally 
this is the context, they're the only person who offers what they offer. They fill a serious gaping hole in an industry. Facebook is riddled, riddled with business coaches who coach coaches. And to a cold audience, why am I any different than those? You know, so perspective and context matters here. Saturation of an industry does actually play a part, especially when we're talking about paid advertising. So if you're like, well, Annie, maybe it was your funnel. Trust me, we thought that. But just because a funnel performs well with a warm audience does not mean that it will perform well with a cold audience. As I stated in part one, but did not dive into, cold audiences are a completely different ballgame than warm audiences. This is one of my largest lessons. Because they were making me no money, the two total sales that came in that first four months would remain the only two to three sales that ever came from a Facebook person. So I downgraded to driving traffic from um, the workshop to just driving traffic to my ideal client avatar download. Looking back, I should have just cut the cord then, honestly, like I should have just stopped working with them. Not because the ads weren't working, but because there was a clear disconnect with this agency and my approach to business. They were not honoring my brand and what worked for my brand. And that should have been why I stopped. And I didn't. I kept going for a month or 12 months, which I am happy that I did because I can like unequivocally say that it did not work. With that, like I said, I did commit for the year. If I quit then at that four month mark, I still would have been left with the, well, what if I just tried driving traffic to a freebie? Or what if I just tried driving traffic to an email list? What if we changed the funnel? Like there were still all these what ifs that I wasn't willing to leave on the table. So we pressed on with our new approach, updated the entire funnel. I went to update and lengthen the funnel two more times as no one was converting. So through the the year process, I updated the funnel, updated the content several different times, including a complete overhaul, new bonuses, brand new low level offer, a rebuild of the funnel itself. When I say that I exhausted my options and committed to the process, I am for real. I am being so, so real with that. And when we switched to the ideal client avatar, The list was growing, the email list was growing, and that's where my next mistake came into play. Testing or gathering more information from the leads being brought in should have happened so much sooner. I really have a hard time with myself for this one. Um, I didn't know this was needed, but oh my goodness, did I figure it out Uh, at the end. Uh, when I, right before I stopped with the agency, I did a bunch of market research with the people that were on the list that they had built. um, And that was very revealing to me. So essentially I found out that the leads that they were bringing in, they were targeting through their ads were not even qualified leads, not 
And that was from, like I said, the research that I gathered in my last week of uh, working with the agency. I wanted, I wanted data. I wanted to be able to say, look, these are the numbers. This is what I have on my end, and this is why I'm quitting. Right. So, in the last week of working with them, I dropped a new super low end offer and compared purchases from my warm audience. So I launched it to my warm audience. And then I launched it to the list that I'd built with Facebook ads because this was separated within my back end. I could see that. Of course, I'd expect my warm audience to buy at a higher rate. That's expected. But not a single, I repeat, not a single prospect from the over 6,000 people on the Facebook list purchased this new low-end offer. When I say low-end, it was 27 fucking dollars. $27. None of them purchased. On top of that, I dropped another exclusive opportunity to buy Fitzbro Foundations. All of these people at this point, all these 6,000 people at this point were familiar with Fitzbro. Okay. If it performed well, if this new exclusive opportunity to buy Fitzbro Foundations performed well, even a 1% conversion, that would have been solid data and an indication of what might need to happen with my longer funnel down the road, right? Like if if even 1% converted, I'd be like, okay, so we just need a much longer buying cycle and I would be able to make needed adjustments. But again, like the $27 offer, no bites, not a single Facebook ads prospect purchased the new offer for Fitzbro Foundations. This data that I had collected made my decision to quit very black and white, not difficult at all. It was clear to me what needed to happen. It would have been a different story if the leads being brought in were buying, you know, six months, nine months, 12 months down the road. But fact remained, they were not. They were not qualified leads. So I gathered more data from these people. After those promos and drops and kind of testing that I did, I had this list of over 6,000 leads and I knew nearly nothing about them, which is such a waste on my end. Why was I not gathering more data from these people as they were joining my list? That's on me. So I should have gathered information via an intake form of some kind immediately. Google form, type form, something something even just through ConvertKit, which I will say that has led me to gathering said information when people purchase from me, which has been like such an awesome thing in 2022 so far. And it's something I encourage all my clients to do. It's it's very empowering from a business standpoint. It's also very, um, it gives you a lot of direction. So you heard about those intake questions in a recent episode. They're a game changer and something that I'm very grateful to have implemented due to this experience. In addition to that, I should have been way more curious and in the process of who exactly they were targeting with ads. My ads might have been their best performing, meaning highest opt-in rates, but if the people weren't real potential buyers, the leads are of no value, right? I don't care if I have 6,000 people on a mailing list. If they're never going to purchase anything from me, I'm running a business, So again, my bad. I pretty much had this back and forth 
in my mind through my entire experience, the entire 12 months of I'm paying for them to do everything. So shouldn't I just trust them to do everything? They know more than me. And then this ever constant questioning in the back of my mind about the approach that was being taken and how I would do things differently if I was running this myself on behalf of my brand. So that leads me to how I would actually use ads in the future if I were to entertain this venture again. Ads are for list building for me. If I ever do them again, that is what I will be using them for or hitting my warm audience during a push or a launch. I found through the list survey, so once I gave them all of those promos and options and low-end offers and I had no takers at all from the Facebook list, I surveyed the list and I found through that survey that I sent out that 50% of people who actually downloaded my ideal client avatar from an ad had already been organically following me on Instagram for at least three months before that. So these weren't cold leads. They were some level of a warm lead. Thus, my most sensible use of ads would be target my warm audience, people who already follow me or are on my ConvertKit mailing list during a push or a launch period. Essentially retargeting approach versus a cold audience approach. That is what I would take. Something you would think the agency would have suggested at some fucking point over 12 months of working with them. So there is a legit use there on a much smaller budget in demand, I think. Um, I think this could be a far more beneficial approach and something that I'm very willing to try in the future. More of a sprint limited time promo approach to a warm audience or retargeting versus constantly marketing to cold audiences. Other honorable honorable mentions here as far as lessons go, and then we'll wrap this up, are the iOS update was a real and um, definitely affected my ads and the ads of colleagues that I spoke to. Less tracking ability makes targeting and retargeting harder and more expensive through Facebook ads. Um, I knew what ads I'd seen and purchased from as a consumer. I talked a lot about this in part one, and I should have been so much more boisterous about trying those versus letting the experts do their thing, which again goes back to most of my points in part one of the series. So the list truly goes on. There's endless lessons in this experience for me that I will 100% take into the future. I plan to continue sharing my experience in marketing approaches that I take with my business for you guys because I want you to learn from any mistakes that I am making. So if you do find value here, please give the show five stars, leave a written review wherever you listen at, wherever you tune in from. It is much appreciated. If you aren't on my mailing list, I do send out podcast listener discounts at the bottom of every email. So check out anniemiller.co slash news for that. Until next time, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitzpro Podcast.